It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly cloudy and mild today. Highs in the upper 60s. Scattered showers expected off and on through at least the first half of the day. Skies remain mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 47. Turning mostly sunny on Thursday. A little cooler with a high of 62 and lows at 37 Thursday nights. And on Friday, I'm expecting mostly sunny skies with high temperatures only near 50. Currently 58 degrees in Lynchburg. We have 55 degrees in Bedford. That rain should be moving in there very quickly. It's already landed in Roanoke and Salem where it's 55 degrees. Danville has rain in 60. Uh, Amherst is 58 just with clouds and 56 in Appomattox uh, with clouds as well. Well, things are not going well when it comes to choosing the new speaker. Several rounds of voting in the Republican-controlled House of Representatives uh, but they finally gave up and uh, a stalemate. They adjourned for the day. They're going to be picking it up again this afternoon. We have uh, congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane on the line with us this morning to talk about this hot mess. And it is a mess, isn't it? Yeah, it's really a, a functional paralysis of Congress itself. Until they choose a speaker, there is no sitting U.S. House of Representatives. There's no... <laughs> Seated members, there is no Speaker of the House second in line of succession to the presidency. Oh, my gosh. And these congressmen and congresswomen haven't taken the oath. They can't take your call. It's just, it's crazy to me. Not that this is a big surprise. I mean, we kind of knew this was coming, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, that Kevin McCarthy likely didn't have the votes he needed um, was not a surprise. We, We expected that. We thought they might get ironed out after a first ballot or on a first ballot with concessions or negotiating or backroom deals. But they don't seem any closer this morning than they did yesterday morning. And, in fact, McCarthy lost one of another defector late in the day yesterday. Unless the trajectory changes dramatically, I don't see how this pathway, how this trajectory gets Kevin McCarthy to the speakership. Why do you think so many are just digging their heels in? For example, uh, Bob Good says... He didn't care how long it takes. He will not change his vote. He is, uh, you know, his his people have said they don't want him as speaker, and he's not going to give in. Um, wh- why do you think he is so very unpopular? This is the particularly complicated part for Kevin McCarthy. Of these 20 defectors inside his own party, including Bob Good, there may be 20 different reasons, which means there's no silver oh, bullet concession he can offer to get everybody back on board. Right. Bob Good told me yesterday... In his words, the sooner Kevin McCarthy pulls out of this race, the better it is for the country. That's not an equivocating statement that seems bendable or pliable. I don't know how Bob Good could change his vote and vote for Kevin McCarthy based on the public statements he's made over the past 36 hours. That's true for others as well. They haven't been half-hearted in their denunciations of voting for Kevin McCarthy for Speaker. They've been full-throated. So I don't know how they could change what fig leaf Kevin McCarthy could offer to get them to change their vote, considering what they've said publicly. That's the complication. And there's just not one thing he could do to get 12 to 15 of these 20 back on board. And to be clear, he needs to get 16 of the 20 back on board. He can only afford four defections. I just don't see it happening. Well, I, I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Well, here's the, and here's the, the next level complication. Uh, the, 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 the best leverage and perhaps the only leverage Kevin McCarthy retains at this moment. Nobody else could get the 218 votes either. 
There's not a, an alternative who could rally Bob Good and the 19 others and keep the, the, the alliances McCarthy's built among his allies in the Republican conference. There's nobody could get a, you could, they could get a hybrid of Democratic and Republican votes. There's nobody else. And eventually, the government has to function. That, at this moment, is the singular or the most prominent piece of leverage Kevin McCarthy can wield. I have to tell you, as a small government girl, um, this absolutely drives me insane about the GOP. This is what they do. They gripe, they gripe, they gripe, they gripe, they gripe. They finally get to a place where they can do something, and they don't have a plan. There's no for them to get to this point and not have anybody that can that can step up and and smoothly become speaker is just embarrassing. What's indicative, and I'm trying, I'm trying to be charitable here, but what's indicative <laughs> of, of them not having a plan is they brought this to the floor yesterday without the votes. You, right. When you are a leader of a party and you control the floor of the House, you don't bring a losing vote to the floor. Um, and I think that's it, my it, point. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not indicative of a, of a, of a, of a functioning plan. Right. And that might be because they didn't do the planning or because nobody at this moment gets 218 votes in the current political composition and complexion of this U.S. House of Representatives, um, which raises the prospect that this doesn't just take a few more hours, it takes a few more days to rectify. So do you think uh, Jim Jordan stands a, a, a shot at all? Jim Jordan has a longer odds than Kevin McCarthy. Okay. He is not a consensus conciliatory pick. True. He's favored by the hardliners. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob Good uh, got right on board that train when it left the station, but there are dozens and dozens of moderates, newly elected moderate Republicans representing suburban New York City, representing Detroit area Michigan, representing Illinois, who cannot vote for Jim Jordan to be the next House Speaker. Politically, it would be toxic for them. Um, So he's not a pathway to 218. It's hard to see who would be. And that, I mean, reiterating my previous point, that's the leverage Kevin McCarthy begins this day with after getting embarrassed and shellacked yesterday. <laughs> and doubling down, saying, you know, I'm not going anywhere. You know, we, we have to have an intense conference. It's intense for a purpose. And, and he doesn't mind setting a record for the number of votes needed to win the gavel. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just frustration. Yeah, the other the other leverage is fatigue, um, and that works both for him and against him. I mean, you you can fatigue right. the, the conference into, into into being pliable. You could fatigue Democrats into some type of concession, um, perhaps a, a, a third option. I I I think the former is more likely than the latter, but that's the mess they're in. Right, right. That seems to be where we are right now. Well, we appreciate you joining us this morning to uh, to talk about. It. It's going to be interesting interesting next few days uh scott mcfarland congressional correspondent talking about the new republican controlled house of representatives uh not looking too good frankly it's looking kind of kind of rough and some people are saying that um you know the biden administration is looking at this almost a, a little bit humored but also you know concerned at the same time as they should be, I should think. So, uh, we were talking yesterday about the uh, Idaho 
murder suspect who has been finally taken into custody and uh, what we're learning you know about this uh, this gentleman parents of the Idaho murder victims one set of parents has uh, spoken out and uh, about the arrest and they say that they're thankful at least knowing that uh, this man is behind bars even though it took nearly seven weeks, uh, they were on Hannity, and uh, they said nothing was worse than not having, you know, a suspect, not not knowing, you know, who was roaming around in your community. Um, said seven weeks of that was a tremendous amount of, of pressure, and they said their other children would kind of look to them to know how how things you know what's going to happen now and you can't do anything it just added insult to injury for sure uh she the mother told sean hannity that the past few weeks have been like a nightmare that you never wake up from i can only imagine what she's going through moscow police department offered very few updates about the investigation they said and um and it was hard not to be critical they they said the the dad said it's never fast enough for a father you're impatient you want to know everything right then and there uh, but now they feel like you know they did do a good job and they're thankful that that he's behind bars um he waived extradition and he's going to be brought to uh idaho to face charges after that cross-country jaunt that he took with his dad and uh allegedly was stopped twice before finally being arrested so um at at least maybe the the families are getting just a little bit of respite in knowing that he is behind bars so that's a good thing uh trump's tax returns have been released what did we learn from them Uh, maybe maybe not a whole lot We'll uh, take a look at that when we come back here on the Morning Jam. Our toll-free number is 866-916-3776. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, speaker situation that's going on right now? We'd love to hear from you. If you do, we'll be back. Thanks for listening to the Morning Jam. We are the Morning Jam. on my money. So on the weekend comes, I go get live. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. by many a living legend because of her amazing vocal abilities. Yesterday, we were talking about the Rolling Stones' greatest singers of all times list. Now, it included 200 singers. And one of the questions that our listeners were asking is, Where's Celine Dion on the list? I mean, what 
every bit as talented, I think, as Whitney Houston, who was number two on the list, and Aretha Franklin, who was number one. Um, she did not make the list at all. Nope. Neither did uh, Nat King Cole, Burton Cummings, uh, lesser degree, maybe like even a Miley Cyrus didn't make the list, which I think. Well, yeah. Uh, she's pretty talented. She is talented. She is. I know that. Are these all white people? <laughs> no, just Nat King that? Cole's. Not Nat, Nat, Nat King Cole, but who was the other person you mentioned? Burton Cummings is, yes. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand I, how Celine Dion. Now, you made yourself, I made you laugh a lot this morning. You, uh, that made me laugh a lot. Your reaction was like, like you, <laughs> like someone sounded like they stole, sounded like they stole your child. You were that mad. Like, you're uh, like, what? I, I can't. You almost I cursed. Cannot, I did. I almost did. Yeah. That, that came really close to, to putting it out there. Uh, shockingly missing from the Rolling Stones greatest singers list. And her fans are not having it. Um, and they they have been they've been beat up before, um, and rightfully so. This time it has two hundred entries. It had Billie Eilish on there, okay, and it did have you know Barbara Streisand, Michael Jackson, Selena, Bork, really. Uh, um, I cannot believe she. Tom didn't, Petty she didn't, didn't make the list. Ridiculous. Paul Simon. <laughs> um, what a joke! I'm beginning. Joan to... Jett didn't make the list. Joan Jett didn't make the list either. Uh, okay. Billy Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel didn't make the list. Nope. But Celine Dion. I mean, come on! It's Celine Dion outrageous uh, people are saying are her fans overreacting no they are not overreacting you talk about somebody that needs to be canceled rolling stones needs to be canceled i'm never gonna listen to the cover of the rolling stones song the same way again jennifer hudson didn't make the list she's you know she, well she's she's an amazing singer though I would love to know what whacked out criteria they had that Shania Twain. No, I don't think Shania Twain's that great of a Lannis singer. Lannis Morrison. She's a good singer. She didn't make it. Yeah. Well, Phil but, but Celine Phil Dion. Phil Collins didn't make the list. Yeah, but to be fair, Phil Collins is more known for a drum than a Absolutely voice. not. Well, for me. No, he's a great drummer. He's an amazing drummer. But if you look at the number one songs that man had with Genesis and All right. you asked a kid my age, what what you say Phil Collins, what what are they thinking in the air tonight? Which he sang. I know, but the biggest part is the drum part where it goes I can't do it. I can feel Yeah. You know? He's amazing. He's an amazing singer. I, I I just, I'm completely... As soon as I saw that, I had to tell you, because you said, for me, that was like homework. You said, find it, and I finally... Oh, you found it. I, I, I almost forgot to tell you. incredibly annoyed Thank you, it. Twitter, That's for reminding okay. me. Uh-huh. All right. I'm okay now. Now, now I'm so mad, I don't even know 
what to do. All right. A uh, former Colorado funeral home owner. I remember this story. uh, Has finally been sentenced and justifiably so. Did you do you remember the story? Uh, um, do not. So she has been sentenced to 20 years, Megan Hess, for selling body parts without the family's knowledge. I mean, that this takes a lot of guts to do something like this. Um, she was charged yesterday, sentenced to 20 years in federal prison for defrauding relatives of the dead by selling their body parts without permission. The 46-year-old pled guilty to fraud in July because we talked about this story then. She operated a funeral home, Sunset Mesa, and a company called Donor Services from the same building. Convenient. That should have been your first clue. The 20-year term was the maximum allowed under law. Her 69-year-old mother also pled guilty and was sentenced to 15 years. Apparently, her role was uh, harvesting the parts. They used their funeral home to essentially steal bodies using fraudulent and forged donor forms. They're saying uh, they caused immense emotional pain for the families and next of kin. It also makes you wonder, did they even go through the proper vetting for these parts? Because if you're, if you're donating organs, I mean, there is a, a process that you need to go through. You have to make sure that everything's harvested properly, that the, the parts are coming from, you know, they're healthy and viable. Mm. Federal case was triggered by a Reuters investigation. This is as recent as 2018 about the sale of body parts in the United States, a virtually unregulated industry. Really? Former workers said that they conducted unauthorized harvesting and in their filing, prosecutors stressed the macabre nature of the scheme and described it as one of the most significant cases in recent history. The U.S. District Judge said it's the most emotionally draining case that they've ever experienced. It's concerning to the court that Hess refuses to assume any responsibility for her conduct. Wow. Her lawyer says she's been unfairly vilified as a witch and a monster when instead she's just a human being whose conduct can be attributed to a traumatic brain injury at the age of 18. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The mother told the judge she was sorry, took responsible for her actions. 26 victims described their horror at discovering what had happened to their loved ones. One family member said, Our sweet mother was literally dismembered. 
selling her shoulders, knees, and feet for profit. She must have been selling them to like medical schools or something. Um, one person said, I've worn many masks to cover the pain. It will never be okay. It is illegal in the U.S. to sell organs such as hearts, kidneys, and tendons for transplant. They have to be donated. But selling body parts in use for research or education is completely unregulated. Wow. I don't think 20 years is enough for, uh, for her. And, you know, there have always been stories of things like this that uh, that has gone on. I mean, like even back in the 1800s, there was a story of of people who would they would go get homeless people and and to try to donate their bodies to to the local schools and things um, that needs to change. That certainly needs to be regulated. No doubt about that. Hey, we've got some local headlines we're going to get you updated on. WDBJ7 is going to be coming in to uh, talk about some stories, including an update on that story out of Smith Mountain Lake. So we'll be uh, checking in with them uh, very shortly. And we'll also continue with some local headlines, including the uh, the Bob Good holdout with the Speaker of the House vote. And um, Stephanie Reed was sworn in to Lynchburg City Council yesterday. She's going to join us on the show tomorrow to talk about that. Says so she is ready to get to work. We also have the anniversary of the I-95 snow debacle. Fun. This time last year, it was much snowier outside. Yeah, it was now not 58 My watch degrees. is saying it's, yeah, 58. Yeah. I'm wearing shorts today. Indeed you are. I like, I, I don't like wearing pants. When do you, so when do you get into shorts weather? What is your, what is your minimum temperature? Probably like 50. 50? Well, it depends on you how long I'm out. You my husband. He's the same way. I just don't like pants. <laughs> I really don't. Okay. I guess I should be lucky you're wearing shorts at all. I, thank you. You're the one that said you didn't like pants. I don't. I like shorts. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Watts. Mostly cloudy and mild today. Highs in the upper 60s. Scattered showers expected off and on through at least the first half of the day. Skies remain mostly cloudy tonight with a low of 47. Turning mostly sunny on Thursday. A little cooler with a high of 62 and lows at 37 Thursday night. And on Friday, I'm expecting mostly sunny skies with high temperatures only near 50. Currently 58 degrees in Lynchburg, rain and 55 in Bedford, rain and 57 in Salem and Roanoke, rain and 60 in Danville, 57 degrees in Appomattox, 59 in Amherst. So uh, definitely a rain kind of moving in throughout the area today. You can get ready for that. Uh, still getting text about Celine Dion and what a joke Rolling Stones is. I got pretty upset over the Celine Dion thing. So much so that I completely a little? forgot. A li- I was I was pretty hot about you were, it. Yeah, that was, was not okay. That was one of the most mad I've seen you. I'm and like, I've seen it. Chew up all by myself towards the end of the song. Which <laughs> you're yeah. like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Was, Are you kidding me? And then and then I I I did edit myself. I was proud of you. I did. So that then I completely forgot Trump's tax re- <laughs> returns. 
<laughs> so you know anyway. what? I got it. Conspiracy theory. Donald Trump knew that would make you forget this, so he he convinced Rolling Stone to leave out. Henry the farmer texted in and said, "I'll tell you what I learned from his tax returns is I need to get a new accountant." <laughs> That's what I learned. Uh, so the tax returns uh, show a, a few things. Still some questions uh, about the tax returns because people are curious. Uh, some of the fine print is pretty clear, though. Um, no Social Security. Apparently, uh, the 76-year-old former president is not collecting Social Security despite paying into the system uh, via self-employment tax. Uh, Americans, of course, can file at the age of 62. The payment increases every year you delay collecting until age 70. That's when it maxes out. Uh, to become benefit eligible, you need to work 10 years at a job covered by the Social Security system, including self-employment, and learn at least $1,640 per quarter in 2023. Um, in the two years before he became president... Trump earned $14,141 and $978 in W-2 income. Really? Wow. I'm with Henry. Uh, Trump reported a net loss from personal business in 2015, meaning he did not pay self-employment tax that year, but he did pay self-employment Social Security and Medicare tax in 2016 when he earned $8.8 million from personal business. Trump was president in 2017 through 2020, and Social Security and Medicare would have been withheld from his salary in those years. Uh, the Trumps checked the boxes to donate $3 each to the presidential election campaign fund, even though he did not take any federal funds for his 2016-2020 campaigns. Only 4.4% of taxpayers checked the box in 2016, 35 percent in 2020 the checkbox does not change on your refund or balance due you won't get an extra three dollars by not checking the box or lose three dollars by checking it apparently he missed some deadlines there they missed the 2020 filing deadline completely hmm. and filed the previous five tax years at the last minute the 2015 return is dated october 17th the last day to file trump's did better the next year October 10th, roughly a week before the due date. So, yeah, missed that. Uh, the Trumps were involved in a wide variety of activities uh, from aviation to acting to management services and modeling. However, they avoided crypto. They must have had a, a bunk a bunk bed because that, that's the only place you can have room for so many activities. What movie is that from? Step Brothers. There you go. There you go. Uh, the, I knew it was from a movie. I couldn't remember which one it was. First, I was thinking big, but no. Um, the IRS added a box in 2019 asking taxpayers whether they received, sold, exchanged, or otherwise acquired any financial is interest in any virtual currency. Uh, they checked no. Well, now they have NFTs, Trump NFTs, so mm. get excited. Blue chip investments. Uh, Trump appears to be a conservative stock investor. So learn that. So there you go. It really wasn't the big silver bullet they thought it was going to be, was it? 
pretends to be shocked. Doesn't doesn't seem to be after all that. And it makes you wonder why why did he withhold it? I yeah. mean, was he just messing with them? Who knows? I don't know. It's interesting though to see how that uh how that goes. Hmm. I don't know. Romeo and Juliet, you probably don't remember the movie. I do. They they played it actually in uh I in to, high school. I think uh, wasn't Leonardo DiCaprio in one of them? Yeah, but that, that that's was the, the one I watched. That's the one I watched. Well, when I was in school in the late 80s, they played the 1968 version of it. Um, now, Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting, who played the roles of Romeo and Juliet in the 1968 movie, are suing Paramount Pictures... For more than $500 million. Money, money, money. Over a nude scene in the film shot when they were teenagers. Ooh, that's not good. Hussey was 15 when she made the movie. Whiting was 16. They are now 71 and 72. Uh, Filed the suit in Los Angeles Superior Court alleging sexual abuse, harassment, and fraud. After the nude scene was included in the film, despite alleged reassurance from director Franco Zeffirelli that nudity would not be shown. Um, Zeffirelli, who died in 2019, allegedly told the two young actors they would wear flesh-colored undergarments in the bedroom scene and would use camera angles to obscure the nudity. According to the suit, the scene was shot in the final days of filming and the previous assurances were ignored. They said they were filmed in the nude without knowledge. What? Like you didn't know you were naked? What? The two stars said that the director told them they must act in the nude or the picture would fail. He also suggested their careers would be hurt. So the actors believe they had no choice but to act in the nude in body makeup as demanded. The scene in question, which comes near the end of the film, briefly shows Whiting's bare buttocks and Hussey's bare breast. I don't know that that's going to go very far. Very interesting, though. He looks like Zac Efron. Interesting. I don't remember. You think I would remember that, but I don't remember that scene. And, uh, you know, in interviews, she always said she was at ease uh, on set. And yeah, it's interesting how long it took to, like, do the suit. Yeah. She said that uh, in Europe, it was different. Uh, in, in Europe, a lot of the films had nudity. Nobody really thought much of it. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Lucas texted in and said, I often don't know when I'm naked. Well, there you go. Let's go to the phone lines now. Good morning. You're on the the morning jam. Good morning, guys. Um, You know, first of all, don't be talking to the lawyer. Uh, Where were her parents? Where were their parents? Exactly. And and everybody, apparently, most people do have a price because if they knew, if you do this, um, if you don't do this, then the film's going to fail. It's going to ruin your career. Well, she 
they just put a price. Her parents, more than anybody else, put a par- you know, their parents a price on what the value of her was. What a great thing to send. And in this day and age, I think the problem that they're, the question is, did, but yes, but did they smell her hair? You know, right. I mean, exactly. I, I mean, it's just it's it's insane when you think about these kind of things, and all of a sudden. But this has been going on in Hollywood for years, and and everybody has known it, including these empowered women who are such feminists. They mm-hmm. know what's going on, and they have, and they've said nothing. So I, you know, it's just a little bit irony. It's a terrible thing what he did, but that's been going on for a long time. And when and they're only someone, victims when it suits them. And, and yeah. when you have all these revelations that have been documents and passed up that would have nailed any Republican or conservative to the wall, you have someone with the same and evidence uh, being elected to president of the United States. So, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat, but speaking of, I mean, it's wrong. You know, right. is it wrong or is it, is it wrong? And, and to see it as it is and not as, well, this is advantageous for me. But as far as the public, good, and this sounds really great, this is the worst live uh, reality show you know <laughs> that we're living <laughs> written so poorly but mm-hmm. it's just you know you see it again and again good has always been establishment i mean i live in virginia so trust me this guy replaced a guy who would color outside the lines so um they need political theater to pull this off and I, he will get things, and he'll make it really mad, and then the conservatives will trust him a little bit more because he's on their side, and he can, elect, he can go back and say, look, I did this, so I'm not a strict establishment, and the guys are all patting each other on the back. They'll, they'll sign it and think, I think Getz has, Getz has shown that he is you know, standing, and people say well, how selfish they are. They're not playing according to the rules. Well, we've all decided the rules suck, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, on the left and on the right, you know, they're all on the, most of them are on the same team. So, you know, to, to get anything else, but to think, um, if anybody thinks good has changed his, his, his stripes, come on. You know, so it's just kind of like, I don't hardly even want to watch anymore because it's just so blatant. You just kind of go, oh, it and we think that every, it's I mean, just... by now, do we honestly think anything that comes out of their mouth, if they've been more in politics more than 20 years, is, is actually a truth? You know, have we not figured this out as a people? I don't care whether you're what side of the fence right. you're on. I don't care. You know, right. so it's just kind of, it, it, it's, you know, there's one law for one. And I, I politely, because you don't get anywhere by being nasty, I politely asked someone who was stating their case and, and, and laid something out to them. What was so, the hypocrisy was so blatant. Um, anything they yell, if, if, the, if the left yells hypocrisy, it's because they're doing it. You know? right. The people, the people you know, they, they, just, they just show themselves. If they say, well, he can't do that because if he did, then this, you know that's what they're doing. You know what I mean? But the thing and that I, drives I me crazy, with, though. I, and, and with the attitude, they're so self-righteous. And I just said, don't you find this to be a little bit problematic at the hypocrisy? I mean, that's, that's the definition. No, it's not. And then my aha moment came. And she, he, they said, it's not hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. I don't call them elitists. They call themselves elitists. And they honestly do believe that, that the, the um, ends justifies the means. You have to comply. You, they know the rules. They know what's right and wrong. But you see, they're smarter. Right. So they have to save matter. you from yourself. So, and they're not, see, they're not hypocrites. They're part of the hierarchy. One thing stands for you and one thing stands for them. They've got to be able to save the country. That's why they fly jets, why they're talking about all the terrible carbon footprints that we put on. And another little qualm, and then I'll let you go. Uh, you're <laughs> the, fine. Plastic. 
you got to, you know, everybody is conserving plastic and everybody's mm-hmm. doing this and, and the horrible things, the way we're polluting. Well, I got a question. There's a lot of people, there are a lot of companies that are making billions and, and saving money on shipping and everything else by sending plastic bottles. So why are we blaming the little guy on the street that gets a glass of water? Why are we not looking at the massive amounts of abuse of people who are not packaging in glass? If right. they're so ecologically sound, they can make much more of an impact. You can see what they really are doing, what their purposes are, by how they actually live and what they actually do. If they were so conscious, so conscious about it, then let's revive this recycling program where you have to get your refunds. In, in the old days, you know, you buy bottles of Coke and you got it. Oh a, yeah, a I remember. And you have to with all the effort. That takes less effort than what they're doing now. Oh, because absolutely. Because the bottles are clean. So, so let's get some of these green people actually doing something. And please don't tell me that you're cr- cr- afraid the seas are going to rise when you're building multi-million dollar houses on the water. Exactly. Hello. Right. I am not the brightest light bulb <laughs> in the house, but hello. Well, this and I think guys, that's what you too. Huh? I think what drives me crazy about it is not only do they have the hypocrisy, but then they will stare you right in the face and lie to you. And yeah. tell you the emperor has no clothes on and, and is just can't believe it when you cry BS on him. It's, just, and, it's incredible. And the other thing, this lady who was that people say, I don't know how somebody could possibly steal parts and bodies, things like that. Mm. She, she killed her conscience a long time ago. We're assuming that that's okay. You have, we can justify anything. Right. We and can she justify did. Anything. They're dead. But they so, don't need so, it anymore. So people say, yeah. how can you do this? Because they've killed their conscience. Yeah. And ask it to shut up and move out. So, yeah. hey, have a good day, guys. Thanks thanks for calling. we got to get to break. We'll come back. We'll have five and nine. More of your calls as we uh, head up to the 9 o'clock hour here on the Morning Jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're your Midtown Grocery Store. Today is National Spaghetti Day, and we're giving you a recipe for spaghetti pie, which is really delicious. Kids in particular love this. The great thing about it is you can make it ahead of time. You can pop a couple in the freezer and then just pull them out whenever you need them. Uh, you're going to start with a deep dish pie pan. And you're going to spray it with nonstick spray. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. Then you're going to cook your uh, spaghetti. Six ounces of spaghetti. Use that, not angel hair pasta, because uh, it's just going to be a lot better if you do. And then you're going to add in your ricotta and your eggs to the spaghetti while it's still hot. And then you're going to put that mixture into the pie pan and form a crust out of it. Then in your skillet, cook your ground beef, or if you use venison, you can use ground venison. Your onions, your garlic, drain any fat off. And then you're going to add in your tomatoes. Do not drain those. Put everything in. Tomato paste, Italian seasoning, a little bit of sugar just to balance out the acidity. Bring it to a boil. Turn it to simmer. Let it simmer for about 15 minutes. Then you're going to put that mixture evenly over the spaghetti crust. Top it with some mozzarella and parm. Bake it for 20 minutes in a 350-degree oven. Dinner is served. Make a little green salad to go with it. Absolutely delicious. Find the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find all the recipes that we share brought to you by FNL Market for their meats are cut above we're going to go to the uh, phone lines now good morning you're on the morning jam hey alan hey how y'all doing doing great how about you 
not too bad. I just, um, I, I know a lot of people ripping Bob good, good, uh, but he's doing exactly what I wanted him to do. I don't want no California, uh, rhino liberal. I mean, we, we just had that with Nancy Pelosi. Is there another state where we can get a speaker to house from? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just saying what, and Bob, Bob is an awesome dude. I mean, I, I see him out at Taco Bell all the time, you know, he, he just eats like a normal person. He's not living off a of caviar and wine like Nancy Pelosi, but, um, Bob, Bob does a good job. And, um, I, I just, I'm tired of these people giving him a hard time, you know, uh, He's doing exactly what I would like him to do. He he does what he says, which well, I would like to see Trump nominated as uh, Speaker of the House. That's what I would like to see. I think that would be fun, and uh, I would who, totally Donald enjoy Trump. That. Yeah, yeah, well, that's and it not could possible. happen. That that <laughs> yes, it is. It's been mentioned on Twitter a lot. Um, yeah. but it 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 is possible that he could be Speaker of the House. Because um, you don't you don't have to have somebody in Congress to be the speaker. It could be Elon Musk. It could be oh dear lord. It could be Janet Rose. Oh, what about me? No, no, thank you. I I couldn't. Which uh, I, everybody would be on the naughty fine, step I'll if do that it. were the case. Um, Trey Lyles throwing his name. Well, in. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That would be like me being a speaker. You know, I'd be cut. I'd be taking a hatchet to everybody. But um, you know, but. I, I think Donald Trump would be the best speaker. That's what I think. Hmm. But interesting. Well, Lauren Boebert could be be speaker. She actually looks good. So there's that too. Yeah, so. she she had a few choice words to <laughs> to say yesterday, didn't she? She <laughs> she wasn't pulling any punches on the floor. It's going to be interesting to see how things play out today, Alan. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in this morning. Yeah, interesting. I. I did not know that, uh, I, yeah. Uh, okay, so you got you got that? All right, I'm looking um, it up. So every speaker thus far has, has always been. The Constitution does not require the speaker to be an incumbent member of the House of Representatives, although the speaker thus far has been. So okay. I think it has to be a member of Congress. It just can't, it doesn't have to be an incumbent. Right. Yeah, I don't think it's possible for Trump to be speaker. I don't think. But now, like I say, I could be wrong. If you discover something different, by all means, let me know. Um, but boy, you you talk about not having the votes to get elected. Trump really isn't going to have the votes to get in there, for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens today, I would think. Uh, did you see where Steven Tyler is being sued? Did you see that in in the uh, the headlines? He's being sued by a woman um, who claimed... Oh, we got all these things coming out of the 60s and 70s now. Uh, claiming that she was assaulted by him in the 1970s. The lawsuit is brought by Julia Misley. And it was filed... Uh, under a 2019 California law that gives adult victims of childhood assaults a three-year window to file lawsuits for decades-old instances. She's 65 years old now. She was formerly known as Julia Holcomb, 
and said she wanted to seize a new opportunity to take legal action against those who He's abused right. her in her youth. And the lawsuit um, doesn't name Tyler. She identified him uh, by name in a statement, though, issued through the law firm. And she has also recounted her experience in prior interviews. Tyler has discussed the relationship with a teenage girl in two of his books, published in 2011 and 1997. And um, apparently, he had... Apparently, he had her parents sign over... A consent form? A consent form. Uh, the relationship with the girl referenced by several people in Walk This Way, an autobiography, and said he almost took a teen bride. Ooh, that one might have some legs to it. Oh, I did find it. The okay. Constitution does not require that the Speaker be an elected member of Congress. So it would have to, they would have to set a new precedent for that. Yeah, but no non-member has ever been elected to and, that spot. And they would have to be voted in. Yes. They would have to be able to get the votes. Votes by the party. So, um, right. I will do it. <laughs> Good luck with that, friend. Hey, tomorrow we got Stephanie Reed coming in on the show. We got uh, Scott Sigmund coming in, Bob Denton. Full packed show for tomorrow.